So let's begin. Cool. Hello, all of you beautiful, beautiful co-creators out there. I am so happy to be joining all of you fantastic people on this live recording of a bonus episode of Inspiring Insights. That's right. We're now doing bonuses for folks who maybe don't want to be, you know, on video per se, but yeah. still have a lot to say. Um, their voices are amazing. And you will you will know that by this, <laughs> this episode's guest. Um, but for now, let me just introduce myself and what Reawaken is, and then we'll get right down to it in terms of acupuncture for female-bodied folks. So I am your host, Erin. I'm in the business of amplification. And what I mean by that is one day I looked inside myself and I asked myself this question, what makes me feel alive? What makes me feel inspired? And the answer was born through the development of the show, Inspiring Insights. And I become more and more inspired every single day. I put that inspiration into my business called Reawaken Co. And we are the company that allows folks to waltz through the natural wellness world without having to fall through the cracks anymore because we are living in a disempowering society that you know has a lot of systemic barriers in place for you not to get well. And those barriers have been put into your mind, whether you know it or not, they've been inserted into your psyche, into your mindset. And we have to become more empowered. We have to become more inspired to get back, to really lean into what it means to be in relationship with ourselves, and so on this podcast, I really, really enjoy hearing and sharing the passions of other practitioners who have done the most incredible things and are doing the most incredible things to guide women and not only, you know, cis women, but trans folks and non-binary folks as well to a better version of their own life and their own health. And we really need that in our healthcare practitioners these days. We, we see, you know, that white coat and we tremble. And that's not what I want anybody to do anymore. I want there to be a common ground between you and your practitioner. And I hope that Reawaken Co. can really do that. And one of the ways that we have started doing that is, you know, starting this online education platform and starting this podcast and we connect you to the right network of natural wellness practitioners so that you don't get lost in this broken system that we're in and we're going to make it better we're going to make it better we're going to raise consciousness we're going to help you run authentically and efficiently because i know you can and i love y'all i just really appreciate every single one of you who listens to this show who tunes in and this is a special episode because we're not necessarily taking questions as we normally do on the live recording, um, but we have a lot of questions here. I have a lot of questions and some folks have asked me some questions to ask our guest Daryl Fang here. So without further ado, let me introduce to you Daryl Fang. Daryl has been practicing acupuncture for more than 12 years and received her Bachelor of Applied Science in Chinese Medicine and Human Biology from the, I'm just going to say these, <laughs> these letters, RMIT University in yeah, Melbourne, Australia. Okay, nice. And now Daryl is a registered acupuncturist with the College of Traditional Chinese Medicine Practitioners and Acupuncturists of Ontario and has clinical experience in both Melbourne and Toronto where she now currently practices. While Daryl treats a variety of general health conditions, she has a special interest and passion in acupuncture for treating, alleviating, and supporting women's health conditions. And those might include pregnancy, support, um, fertility or infant infertility, PMS conditions, period irregularities, pain, menopause, and some other gynecological and pelvic health issues. Now, building, by building a strong connection with her patients and community, Daryl brings acupuncture practice to the 21st century with her modern, personal, no mystery to what she does approach, which I really appreciate. 
She has experience in both high volume community acupuncture, as well as private one-on-one -on -one treatments. And her passion gives her the ability to truly understand the needs of individuals while helping them achieve their own healthcare goals. Daryl's also a firm advocate of acupuncture as a natural, safe, and gentle treatment modality and is a big believer in the power of the body's ability to regulate itself and to heal, of course, with a little help from acupuncture. So Daryl, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh man, thank you. Thank you for giving me a platform to one, speak, and two, to not show my face. <laughs> I know, I know. It's sometimes it's important, you know, whatever we got to do to get your voice out there, we will. <laughs> it's all good, man. Once you take away the video cam, you, I won't stop talking. But, I love but that. having said that, having said that though, I mean, truly, thank you. I just, I don't want to sound like a total dish rag or anything, but uh, I, this is, this is like my PSA. I, I do think that a platform for a lot of us women practitioners out there. Well, at least for me, female folk, but I'm I'm, a, I'm an Asian uh, Chinese minority practitioner. And I think um, just having my voice at the table in, 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 in my line of work, which is Chinese medicine, mm -hmm. you know, as you can see, it's great. It's welcoming. It's huge. There are so many people of all these different cultures practicing, but you only see one particular kind of face at the table right now. So I want to be able to really fully embody and step into my cultural heritage to be able to do this, but also speak to you as somebody who also lives here in, in, in Toronto um, and, and to see if I can sort of add my, my own sort of flavor, if you may, to it and, and just make it accessible and fun and not mis mysterious or, or strange or anything. You know, I'm, I'm very open with questions, but I really want to say thank you for just giving me the space to be able to articulate what I wish to say and, and how I wish to say it. Oh my goodness. I, you are always welcome here and, you know, not just the spot at the table, but we are creating our own table. You know, this is cool. beyond creating spaces um, for folks, you know, just kind of token spaces. I don't want that to be like that. You know, I want reawaken to be this, this new sacred space where folks can come and know yeah. that they're worthy. And I am so, so happy that you just said that because, you know, that means a lot to me. And I, I think going with the, the grander version of what I envision for the world, that's the same, you know, patients should be able to enter a space and be really, really comfortable there. And of mm -hmm. course it takes a bit, you know, it takes some mm -hmm. time to establish rapport and everything, but I, really, truly, especially just from my background, you know, being queer and um, a lot of practitioners in my life haven't understood me in, yeah, in the, in the yeah. slightest, you know, or have even asked me questions about my personal life. Um, and when it, when they do, it's kind of like, ooh, <laughs> it's awkward <laughs> yeah. and it's uncomfortable for them. And then I get uncomfortable because I'm a highly sensitive person and I'm like, uh, and yeah, then it's just serious. awkward and it, it, it gets really dicey when, when you just want to present yourself as you and just be seen as, as a human being with yeah, feelings just, and, and you're scared, you know, when you see them, you know, just see me, right. Just see me. Mm -hmm. And, and let's see you, Daryl, tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself. Oh, okay. And your background. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I know I talked a little bit about it, but if there's anything that I missed or something that you really wanted to get oh, into. Well, I, I, you know what, honestly, I think, the question I always get asked is like, what set you off on this path of, of you know, TCM? Because like when I first told my friends and, and my, my family, hey, you know what? I want to run away, join the circus and be an acupuncturist. They all looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and this was me. I was working in Hong Kong because I was traveling, doing my backpacking thing and doing odd jobs here and there. And, you know, I was like, I, I hated my office job. I had benefits, mm -hmm. you know, the whole shebang and stuff, right? And I, I caught this nasty sinus infection and it was just, um, you know, I, I went to the doctor, the Western doctor, the white coat, which is what I call them, uh, respectfully. Some are awesome, some are not. Um, but I, I, I had three rounds of antibiotics and, you know, I didn't get better. My face was swollen on one side. I could not open my right eye. I could not hear. And I remember that, that day just, you know, going, okay, I, I don't know what to do. A friend of mine was like, can you just see my TCM, which is traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, mm -hmm. who did acupuncture and herbs. I was like, yeah, I'll try anything. And um, shortly after that treatment, I had two needles. He gave me some herbs. Next thing you knew, like in two days, I was like, wow, I could see, I could hear again. 
I peed out a ton. Sorry, this is probably way too much lingo, but I did. And I was like, how come no one knows about this? Why? Why do right? I just, yeah, why do I just see the GP and get pills that don't work? You know, and I thought, I I'm going to go do this. And, you know, it was shortly after I landed in, in Australia, went to the school, which is, you know, yes, you got that right, RMIT, Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology. I'm actually from Canada, so in case you're wondering how come she doesn't have an Aussie accent, this is as Aussie as I get. I'm actually from here, from Toronto, so Scarborough, yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I got there, I was like, I think I'm amongst my peers. Like, there's a bunch of people, all kinds of faces, all different cultural backgrounds from all over the world studying, you know, Chinese medicine and acupuncture, and I just fell in love with that. You know, I just, I loved it. And that feeling of being able to, in, in a sense too, just recognize my own cultural roots. This is Chinese medicine. I am Chinese. Um, I, for the longest time, wasn't sure where I fit in, in the whole spectrum of like where I'm supposed to be growing up here in, in Toronto and trying to be as Canadian as I could, but also going, but you know, there's also this part of me, which I was so long out of touch with, which I wanted so badly to embrace and be part of, but I couldn't because of the language, which is mm. strange coming from me because obviously um, Chinese medicine, the language barrier technically, it's Chinese and yeah, it's prevent, but, but the, the results of the medicine speak so much. It goes beyond language and cultural barriers. Um, I love that. So I, I love that. Yeah. And it just, it all came together. I don't know. I don't know what else I, I could add to that. Um, please ask me questions because right now I'm just <laughs> rambling. I'm sure people are like, what is she on? Wow. No, that was incredible even just to hear that. And I, it's funny, um, you know, that you're talking about remembering your, your mm -hmm. own lineage, right? And yeah. I think it's also kind of maybe comedic value in this as well that, you know, <laughs> you, you remembered, you studied your own lineage in australia yeah. <laughs> i know like, isn't, isn't that the strangest like thing another colonized <laughs> place you know and yeah like, it's it's just so funny now it, it, the world is so intricate and complex and I, I think it's hilarious that you know you were traveling and you in in the aspect of traveling kind of found yourself found your roots I joined the circus just as I was traveling around. And I mean, when I found out there was a school in Melbourne, and, I, and this was funny, I met these Aussies when I was in, in Hong Kong and they were like, hey, my parents live there where the school is. Do you want to board with them? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do this. Yes. And um, it was just, it, just no looking back. And I got to travel. I made some friends. Obviously, I couldn't afford to really travel in Australia because it was five years for a degree and you know, when you're when you're cash strapped and you're working two jobs, you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just travel to the grocery store. <laughs> you know? That's good enough for now. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Oh my goodness. So so Daryl, for anybody out there who maybe has no idea what acupuncture is or what traditional Chinese medicine entails, I know you said a little yes. bit about herbs, a little bit about needles, you know, but like mm. is you know, for anybody even who has like needle phobia or anything like that, can you give us a, a little bit more um a background around traditional Chinese medicine and and what sure. acupuncture can treat really well. Okay, well, you know, you guys heard me use the term TCM, which is, you know, sort of our, our short form. We're so used to using it, but it's it's really traditional Chinese medicine, which is a, an umbrella term. It's, it mm -hmm. encompasses everything in Chinese herbs and herbalism and acupuncture. And within mm -hmm. acupuncture alone, there's other modalities that usually come together with acupuncture itself, like cupping, for instance, which everybody, I think to this day, now knows a lot more about. Uh, moxibustion, which not too many people know. I uh, yes. never really talked about that too much, but you may see it as like the little burning herbs that they put on top of the needles or the little cigars that they would, you know, kind of hold over an acupuncture point. I practice um, acupuncture which is, you know, here in Toronto and Ontario, we're, we're, we're registered now. So yay, we're legal, legal status. <laughs> so my designation and title is registered acupuncturist or R.AC. So that's Got what it. I've chosen to basically choose as my, my primary form of practice. But if you get somebody who's registered as a registered TCM practitioner or RTCMP, they can do both herbs and acupuncture and all the affiliated modalities that come with acupuncture. So it just depends on what you choose. Um, I started off with acupuncture when I came back here from Australia in, in a community acupuncture 
clinic. I don't know if you guys are listening, but uh, I was over at Toronto Acupuncture Studio, RIP, because it flooded and it had to shut down. But um, oh, sorry to yeah. hear that. Yeah, no, it was it was a tragedy. It flooded twice, actually. Oh wow! We saved it the first time. Second time, it was like, yep, yeah, right off. So you know, um, it was it was a, it was a wonderful little hub where people would come in and I'd acupuncture about maybe 10 or 12 people in the same room and move from person to person. So it was high paced and fast, but it was quiet and peaceful. And you, you got to see people kind of in the same room sleeping and resting together. And it was the quietest little headspace you could get yourself into, oddly enough, mm. with 12 other sleeping people. Wow, so, that is nice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of how else I could extrapolate. I could go into the history of needles a little bit, but uh, I don't know if there's enough time. All I can say <laughs> is um, the, the, whatever you see right now is a system of acupuncture and herbal medicine that actually came from China, I know, during the time. I think it was just post, you know, after the communist revolution when they obviously had to build from the ground up. So they were quite, you know, po poor, impoverished. They didn't have a whole system of healthcare. So they had to systematize everything together. So the systematization of the acupuncture points and the herbs came from that time. And whatever we learned came from that time. We, we lost a lot of ancient knowledge pre-communist revolution, which I'm sure people are, are trying to uncover now and, and recreate. Mm -hmm. um, but for the time being, you know, this, this does seem to work because it worked for the masses of people that really couldn't afford a lot of, you know, healthcare. So I love that. I love that part of the lineage. That speaks to me. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And it speaks to the accessibility of your medicine, you know, when you can be in circle, when you can join others in a large room and, you know, get healing together, feel that space together. There's something to be said for that versus, you know, in each yeah. individual room. And I know privacy is, is sometimes important for folks and that's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways we can practice medicine. So I oh, love that you spoke to that. And, you know, now I, I do, I do private practice now just so we can sort of clear it up as well. Not that I love or, or, or prefer one or the other. It's just, it, it's just the way it is now with COVID. And um, I don't know how else to sort of make it work in a group setting yet, but for now, private is, is what I practice in. And it's still nice. It's still lovely. And I, I belong to two amazing teams of people over at Daru Wellness, the West side of Queen. Um, that's my original home. That's where I got started out in the West side. Um, and the other side is at the beaches at Simple Cures. And I just feel like they're family on either end. So I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed. Mm, nice. And good for me to know too, uh, in terms of referrals. So there's oh, both East yeah. and West sides of oh. Daryl Fang. Everybody. I always say there's a, I'm on either side of Queen, West and East. <laughs> so, you know, come check it out. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, so Daryl, in, uh, I guess, getting more specific, your main practices, you know, they, they focus more on um, the health of female-bodied folks. And mm -hmm. I guess in terms of maybe different um, speaking in the sense of like, you know, females have different hormones rushing through their bodies and different amounts, um, all that good stuff you know, how can acupuncture really help? And and I'm thinking maybe particularly like PMS symptoms, which I can't think of anybody who doesn't experience <laughs> who menstruates, either. right? Um, <laughs> so like, so maybe starting from there and, and what else can, can acupuncture help with? Well, I, I, I love the idea of, of acupuncture as a doorway to allow you to uh, get a handle on, you know, one, reacquainting yourself with your body. It's the one thing, it's the biggest beef I have with not just our healthcare system, but even our educational system. Um, when you're born into a female body, you are taught, okay, this is the female body. This is it, A, B, C, and then they forget the rest. The rest you have to figure out in life because there's almost like a, a shame or a stigma attached to it. No one goes through a really thorough sex education, not just about the act itself, but about the understanding of hormones, how it affects a cycle. And if yep. you are a person who menstruates, you'll know very well that your body goes through different phases during different points of your cycle. Um, and there are emotions that come out during those times and your body changes. That's the beauty of it. We have bodies that are 
magical. They're elastic. They change, but they come back again. So it's the cyclical nature of the female body that I think you could say is not so much a curse, which we were taught that it was. It's a blessing. So that's one part of it that I, I like to tell people. It's a doorway to understanding that. And then two, understanding how we can use that knowledge to help you get a handle on the hormones and how to work with them, as opposed to say, well, you have a hormone problem. We'll stick in these needles to get rid of it. And then you come back. I, mm. I prefer to go with the cycle, with the flow and the natural ebbs and flows like the tides of the body. So I, PMS is great. I love it because who in, you know, who, if you're menstruating on a monthly basis, who, who doesn't go through that? Who doesn't feel that urge to eat more, you know, because your body's meta metabolism needs it. And then you're eating everything. It's not nailed down. Um, that's natural. That's one thing I want to highlight to people. That's actually a natural urge. Before you menstruate, your metabolic needs are a lot higher. You are going to eat more in terms of calorie intake because your body needs it. What it's trying to do is it's trying to get you ready, you know, because the body is biologically primed to say, well, if you're going to get pregnant, we need to put more into our bodies right now. Um, and you're going to feel naturally more what you're drawn. You're not going to run out there if you're pregnant and go, well, hey, saber-toothed tiger, come and eat me. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to go inwards. You're going to be like, I'm going to hole up and hide and get cozy. But the world is teaching us, ignore those signals. You're fat or you're not good enough. And obviously, too, being in the hectic westernized world, we're constantly, you know, like trying to do stuff. We're trying to make a, a mark for ourselves. We're trying to pay the bills. We're trying to also be the best person we can be and put up this front of happiness when your body's telling you to do the opposite and to eat more and to, and to lay low and to get comfortable. So acupuncture, at least the way I want to use it, is, is just a way to tell yourself it's okay to be that. Let's just see what we can do with this knowledge and what can we do to make you comfortable as you pass through this phase into the next phase. And that's where the needles for me come in handy. They, they allow me to have a conversation with your body so that I can go, oh, this is what your body wants right now. What do you want? You want the same thing. Let's make it happen, but give yourself the permission and space just, just to be you, just to work with the hormones, be in conversation with them so that you don't feel so out of place. Oh my um, goodness. Did I lose anybody there? <laughs> preach it, preach it, preach it. I love this. Oh my goodness. You nailed everything. You hit the nail right on the head there. I, I think it's so, so important that, you know, from this space that we're in nowadays, mm -hmm. you know, we, we think that when a condition comes up for us or pain comes up for us, that we automatically must push it, that we mm -hmm. must push it away, that we must reverse it. Uh, you know, change it, surgical, remove it, whatever we need to do, get rid of it. And what you said there is, you know, really getting more in touch with who we're showing up as in that moment. Right. Yeah. And if Being present with it, you know, yeah, if our pelvis hurts at this time of this cycle of this month, you know, then that's me. That's okay. It's happening. Yeah. And it's, maybe communicating with me for a reason, mm -hmm. you know? And so there's there's a lot of mindfulness that gets put into that. And, you know, I'm going to speak about this because I'm an energetic mindfulness practitioner, of but I love, yeah. that, I love that, that notion of coming back, coming back in and remembering. And remembering really just means, you know, piecing the pieces back together. And, and you know what, just allow me to just jump in there with the whole remembering and coming back. Everything works in the cycle. Mm -hmm. If you are born into a female body, you're going to be more aware of the cycles of, of not just your own bodies, but the cycles of nature, of life itself. It's the embodiment of, of the yin-yang symbol that you see. And, you know, that, that we, you know, you may see it if you walk into a, you know, like a downtown TCM clinic, TCM, mm -hmm. Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, you know, and that's literally what that symbol encapsulates. It's everything in life. Every, for every yin that becomes bigger, it has to collapse in on itself and the, the yang will start to grow from there. And that's what the female bodied cycle is. It's that, it's just that. And your body has to understand that this is what nature has intended for us, but society is not nature. Society has to impose a certain value on it. And in addition to that, when you see 
that we're living in such a yang oriented society you know if you think of yang as being like the not i wouldn't say positive but this is an easier way to encapsulate that Mm-hmm. The outgoing, the make it or break it, the put your personality out there, the don't stop, keep on hustling. That's our society. It's yang dominant. It ignores all the yin, which is not negative, but negative as in it's, it's polar opposite. Rest, restoration, coming into, into yourself, uh, finding repose. Think of all those calming things that, that yin talks about. We have to come back to our yin because society has told us at the time of the cycle when you're supposed to be in, no, you can't have that. You have to get out there and do more yang. Mm-hmm. It's just not something we're supposed to do. And it just exacerbates all these feelings of, am I worth it? You know, um, are people going to look at my self-worth if I decide I don't want to go out and socialize or see these clients, you know, and it, it just makes us all feel kind of like not comfortable in our own skin. And I think this is the problem with a lot of the healthcare places that you see out there that still work on that yang male-dominated paradigm. There's very little room for the yin, the more female embodied paradigm where you are allowed to be you and you're allowed to be seen. And it's not a weakness. You know, we, we have to be in, empowered and step into our own skin when we get into a healthcare clinic because we're not told to advocate for ourselves to say, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to come in and I want to rest and I want to be me. I want to be quiet. Obviously I'm a very Yang personality. So I say all this, I say it with a forceful voice, but <laughs> I'm learning to listen to my own Yang side too. You are saying it with some, a lot of compassion. I have shivers right now, just going through oh, me, yeah. reverberating. Like my, my cells are somehow, okay. you know, igniting. They're, they're remembering that that's, yeah, what yeah. we are supposed to do, and I hope that yeah. listeners out there, you are as well. This is like such deep, deep wisdom, and and it takes someone, mm-hmm. you know, it takes someone to say it, maybe with I, that force I, that you. I don't even I know. Can't help it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I am just so passionate. I'm I'm super opinionated too, which probably doesn't help my cause. But I I just think that for us to be accepted and to be comfortable for who we are, no matter what. Um, skin we wear, no matter what sort of, you know, uh, whatever we use to to identify ourselves in the world and to navigate the world with, we have to just own it and be proud of that, which I, I, for the longest time I wasn't. I was like, oh, I'm a woman. The doctor's a man. Okay, I better not say anything. If he puts me on the pill, I'm going to just take it because that's what doctors have said. That's the wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as, again, as a minority woman, who am I to challenge the Western paradigm? I think it's got to change. We got to put that on its head. And I say this to every patient. I don't care, you know, who you are or what you believe in or what it is you embody with your own philosophy. I want to make sure that whatever I say to you is transparent. You understand it and you can take it and use it. And if you cannot do some of the things, that's fine. You let me know. We'll work around it. And if it doesn't work for you, that's cool too. We'll find something else that does. I'm not going to just dump you and say, well, that's it. You're a bad patient. Go away. I'll go look. I, I got a friend who does this. Maybe you're a better fit with her or with him or with them. They might be able to take you through it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want anyone ever feeling uncomfortable when they walk in and and like not knowing why I want to stick a needle in their hand <laughs> or you know like say foot pain or something, which I will do actually. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, Daryl, you are just wow. Yeah, I need to. I can't wait to even re-listen to this uh, episode. I this hope is I unreal. Make sense. <laughs> you're making, I mean, you're making a lot of sense to me, and I know that there are few people out there that think okay. like me. So that's that's a good sign. Oh, cool. That works. <laughs> that works for me too. And you touch so many different things there. I just want to like say again, like mm-hmm. some of our, you know, our our notions of healthcare mm-hmm. uh, and the ways that we are brought up, you know, even as female-bodied folks, but also, mm-hmm. you know male-bodied folks are also brought up in this notion that we that they have to be young you know that they have to show up a certain way Mm -hmm. and emotions you know are are fluid they should be fluid they're going up and down like you said that ebb and flow and and they're not just limited to cycles you know menstrual cycles they're 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 unlimited they're expansive and when we think like that when we get out of the binary of yes no thinking right absolutely yeah. Oh my goodness! It's it's 
it expands, it's, it makes our consciousness much stronger when we have this sense of knowing that we don't always have to be one way or the other, that we can yeah, and, flow. And not, and not just that, the fact is it gives us so much more flexibility to be able to see something from another person's you know, vantage point. I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to, to do something in healthcare was because I, I've always loved it for one thing, but I've always seen that, you know, there's, you know, when you go to school, I don't know if anybody remembers, you know, high school, grade school, it's like, a, you know, you, there's always a kid that's bullied and you're like, now why is that kid bullied? You want to be able to put yourself in their shoes and go, hey, are you okay, kid? Do you want some smarties? Um, <laughs> you just want to hang for a little bit. Look, just forget those guys are jerks. Like being able to put yourself into the vantage point of somebody else, it gives us so much more flexibility to just be there to show up for that person and for other people that when they need it and to show up for yourself too. You know, it's not, it doesn't just go on to like, okay, go and help this person. You got to help yourself too. Cause I know for several times in my own personal, you know, uh, experience going into a GP's office, I've met some incredible GPs. I have one. He's incredible. He'll tell me, don't take the codeine. Why do you want to do that? Just go out there, meditate. You know how to use the needles. And then I'm ballroom dancing. Maybe you should try that. Wonderful guy. Wow. I've met some that basically are like, you got to take the pills and you've got to do this. And I don't care what you say. If you don't do that, then, you know, that's not going to help you and you're going to suffer. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, you know, someone asking me, hey, why do you think you need this? Are you yes. feeling okay today? Sometimes after a conversation like that, when they put themselves in your shoes, you actually may feel better, whether you get the medication or the prescription or not. And I want to be able to change that conversation between practitioner and patient to make it one of, we're a team. Then the needles are, 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 are like any other medicine. It's just a tool to get you to, to feel better. And the thing is, in, in the human body, we have a way of self-regulating. Sorry, am I going off on a tangent? I realized I probably started off shooting into something else, didn't I? Oh, I love self-regulation. Let's chat about that a little bit. Okay, because that's the beauty about what I do with acupuncture. The thing is, the body does know how to regulate itself. It, there's a, a process called homeostasis. It's mm -hmm. like the thermostat in your house. If you set it at, say, 23 degrees inside, it's going to stop at 23 temperature drops. It's going to upregulate until you reach 23 again, and it's going to stop so you don't get the heat. And that's what the body does. It does it. It knows how to do it already. So again, going back to menstruation, to PMS, to when you menstruate, to ovulation, um, that stuff happens automatically in the background. But it's when you start to impose certain values like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to take a pill so I don't ovulate. I'm going to take a pill so that I do have a period. That's kind of changing homeostasis. You're, you're actually bringing it up to another level. It's like changing the thermostat. So instead of being at 23, you're going to bring it up to 28, which for mm -hmm. some people, sure, it's great. I don't mind it, but it's not ideally the most comfortable for a lot of people. But the, the house doesn't know that. The thermostat doesn't know that. So likewise, a patient who takes a pill to do certain things, the body doesn't know that after a while. It starts to think that's the norm. And the needles, which I know it sounds scary. The needles are actually really teeny tiny. If you see them in real life, you'll be like, oh, they're tight. They're like toothpicks. They're not like the hypodermic needles. But anyway, I digress. Going back to the you know, self-regulation, the needles, when I put them into the body on acupoints along meridians and channels on the body, it's a way of me tapping into your system to say, oh, okay, this is where the imbalance or the, the pattern that I see, that's where the problem lies. Let's change that a little bit so that we move some of these blockages stagnations is what we call them so that the body can go oh hey hang on a second my internal balance was off this is a better place to be and that's basically me just putting needles in having a conversation with your body your body telling me okay this is my pattern this is what's going on and i go nope uh sorry we're just going to change that program i'm going to download a new program into your system it's like getting an ios update plain and simple Wow. Yes, that's genius. And that actually, you know, is a really great way to understand uh, what's happening in the body, especially in terms of homeostasis, especially when folks, you know, a lot of my friends at this point in, in their lives are trying to get off the pill so that they can get pregnant. Yeah. And yeah. so that's a whole other scenario, um, mm -hmm. you know, trying to re reestablish that homeostasis. And I think acupuncture has a great 
great um, efficacy for for kind of reestablishing hormonal imbalances. Yeah, and I, I work with patients sometimes too. I mean, during the pandemic and lockdown, I think a lot of us are reassessing, okay, what's important in my life? And for some of us, it's having a child. Yes. Um, I work with a lot of couples that are, you know, same-sex couples, and a lot of them are, you know, you know, I, I want to bring another life into this world. Me and my partner have decided we want to get pregnant. And, um, you know, I'd be like, hey, sounds like a great plan. So what are you doing? And they'll be like, oh, I, I just got off the pill because I was on it for, for acne, which a lot of us are, are you know, we're prescribed the mm. pill for. So I'll go, hey, let's, you know, take you off the pill. Have you had your period? And sometimes they'll go, no, I haven't had one in six months. It'll come and go. And I'll go, okay, not a problem. That's when I will do a diagnosis where I will feel your pulse, because the pulse gives me a lot of information as to what the blood flow is like in the body, because we are working with, again, periods and blood flow. And, and, and blood, don't think of it as a biological thing. It's more than that. It's a messenger system. It carries mm. hormones through your bloodstream. That's the, it, it's kind of like the old mail carrier, okay? It's not like you send an email and something's done. You still need a mail carrier, so you still need a, a post person to carry the mail from like your hypothalamus or your pituitary gland down to your ovaries. It's not like they just send an email and it gets there and that's <laughs> it. Boom, you have a period. So this is where acupuncture needles come into play. So the pulse tells me how much blood is present in the body. How much of it can I use to carry the hormones down? Is there enough hormone? Is there enough blood flow? And I will feel that by going, oh, the pulse is really thin. It's very deep meaning we need more oomph. Or if it's surging, I can feel it right away. I'll go, whoa, way too much. It's just, it's, it's the horse is running right through the post office and it's just taken off as and dropped off the mail yet, <laughs> you know? So I will work with that. And the needles just basically, when I insert them, I find the meridians I want to work on. If there's a pattern of say an excess in your liver or, you know, I, I can go into detail into that later if we have time. But I'll say that as an example, I will put needles on the, the liver channel and I will see, okay, the stagnations are here. This is what's stopping the mail carrier from bringing the mail here. Let's remove those obstacles. And that's what I do. And I'll try to establish communication. And, and that's kind of a way of resetting the system and getting it to regulate itself. Yes, much needed, much needed. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit from okay. the stallion, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like <laughs> this horse galloping through. No, it's let's talk coffee. about. <laughs> yeah, do what you need to do. Drink some <laughs> coffee. Um, I wanted to mention a little something uh, okay. which affects so many of us folks, and, and especially you know over this pandemic, over lockdown, over quarantine, okay. all of these things is anxiety, and yeah, huge one. Oh my goodness, is it ever. And I think that acupuncture specifically can work marvelous wonders on this. So I guess what's your take on anxiety in terms of, you know, maybe a, a Chinese medicine perspective and what can acupuncture do to help that? Well, let, let me let me go back to that thing about liver because I, you know, I was just talking about it really briefly. And um I see a lot of anxiety right now. And obviously you, everyone who's gone through a lockdown and we're not allowed to see people, we know what that feels like. Um, I'm no stranger to it. I'm self-employed for the longest time. I thought I wouldn't have the job to go back to. Mm -hmm. um, but I can certainly say that um, whenever you have anxiety, we call that an emotional stagnation. So, you know, if I were to diagnose you, obviously with the pulse, um, and I'll feel for how fast it's surging, how slow it's going. Is it sluggish? Is it slippery? Does it feel like it needs a bit more, you know, firepower to get it moving? I see a lot of liver stagnation patterns coming up right now. So, you know, when we talk about things like liver, spleen, heart, we're not just talking about the organs. We're talking about the energies associated with that. And sometimes the emotional energies that come with it, because when I, when, when I learned traditional Chinese medicine, we learned about the body as a whole. It wasn't just about the physical symptoms. There were emotions that were attached to it. So we're looking at the whole body. Um, so when I say a liver stagnation, I'm looking at the emotions of anger and frustration. Mm. That's what I see coming up the most. Now, if anyone is in small business, you're self-employed, you'll know all those feelings. You're just <laughs> running the whole gamut of, am I going to make enough to pay the rent? 
am I going to be able to pay my groceries right now? I have insurance coming up for my license. Can I pay for that? Or even so, I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, you have your own business, am I going to be able to buy inventory? I have inventory in the back. It's going to go bad. What's going to happen? I need more, but I got to throw all that out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the frustration that comes from that anger. And a lot of times it's the anger at not being able to express it because we, there's no one to express it to. You're in the inventory room having a big cry. <laughs> you know, obviously the government doesn't know anything about it. So it's it's a lot of unspoken anger. It's it's frustration. It's anxiety that comes from that. So when I say you have liver chi stagnation, I'm addressing a lot of that. And that's what a lot of people have been coming in to see me with. So, mm-hmm. For instance, the thing about hormone regulation, you now the liver plays a huge role in hormone regulations. As you know from Western Med, the liver clears out a lot of our drugs, mm-hmm. clears out a lot of our birth control. It clears out a lot of estrogen. So it's a big hormone processing plant. Um, but along with that too, when you're experiencing PMS, it's like a it's like a traffic jam in your liver channel. You have all these pent up frustrations you can't get out. They eventually become almost like obstacles on a freeway. You have to take those out. Otherwise, your car is not going to run at full speed. You're going to be stuck in the traffic, like on the Don Valley parking lot for a long time. <laughs> and trust me, I know exactly what that's like. It's frustrating. And imagine all those feelings you get when you're stuck in traffic and you have to be somewhere, but you can't. It's either you surrender to it or you start swearing at the steering wheel, which yes. I do. I do a lot of that. And about, I'd say, 85 to 90% of everything that people have come in to see me for from the time we reopened last June till now has been right at the center and crux, anxiety, burnout, frustration. Um, and I've been treating a lot of that, even though people are coming and saying, I have acne, I have uh, PMS and period pain. I have uh, really horrible pains that keep me up at night or I have nightmares. It's anxiety. That's basically what it, and we're all burnt out. We're just trying to make ends meet. So yeah. when I say reestablishing a rhythm and a homeostasis, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to turn on the parasympathetic system, which is the rest and digest part of your body. It's the part that's like the chilled out roommate that nothing, you throw anything at him or her <laughs> or, and they're just sitting there going, ah, I don't care. I'm good. Fine. You know, I'm still alive. I'm breathing. I have food to eat. I'm okay. We don't see enough of that person, that roommate. The roommate we see is our sympathetic, which is the person that comes out with their hair on fire all the time going, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. That's the sympathetic. It's taken over a lot. I'm trying to downregulate the, the the really sky is falling roommate. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get the parasympathetic, the chilled out roommate to come out more and hang in the living room. That's what I mean by the homeostasis. Wow. Did I lose anybody there? If you have, if anyone has questions, please send them because I'm sure I probably lost a few people, glazed over eyeballs and everything. <laughs> no, you speak in metaphor and it's beautiful because a lot of people are visual. A lot of us need that kind of stimulation, that, that poeticness of it is actually, it speaks more than if you were, you know, using jargon that is uh, disconnected from the body or disconnected from our emotions, which I really appreciate as a poet. Okay, thank you. you. Uh, Yeah, I was just about to say, um, if if folks do have any questions, though, um, Daryl, you have your Instagram, which... I have my Instagram. It's pretty boring. It's just daryl.fang, all small caps. You can find me there. And I put a lot of not just my stuff, but I put a lot of my <laughs> my rants and my rumblings there. So you could skip all those if you're not interested. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much me in a package. I don't filter a whole lot out. I love that. Yeah. And Daryl is spelled D-A-R-Y-L yes. dot F-A-N-N-G. Um, So Daryl.Fang on Instagram. For anyone who would love to follow Daryl as well, Daryl, you also have a, and this just reminded me because we're talking about burnout and stress and Daryl, you have a a lovely blog and it's amazing. It's incredible. Everyone needs to go see this. It's called AccuInTheSix.com. Just Accu as in A-C-U in the six.com. And oh my tender heart, um, it's actually that's called that. There's there's a stress <laughs> and burnout article that's amazing. So I will put both these links to your Instagram and your blog into the show notes for everyone. Yeah, who's and, listening. and there's also a video in case anybody's interested and they don't want to read because you know obviously a lot of us don't have time. I have a short video that shows, and I'm I'm, I'm holding up my palm like you guys can see it, but obviously you can't. So just <laughs> everybody get their hands up like they're the queen, like you're waving it. 
And uh, there's, a palm, there's a palm point called pericardium A that you can press on. So if you look onto the Instagram you know, feed, it's in there. I think, Aaron, you're going to have a link there, which will take you directly there so you don't have to go through all my rumblings and stuff, you know? Yeah, I'll put the direct <laughs> link in there, but uh, also go through the rumblings if you're interested because it's genius. Yeah. Daryl's a genius. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I've been told otherwise, but it's okay. I still think I'm a genius. It's all good. <laughs> well, you are creating a new table in, the, in good company here. So, um, all right. Yay. yeah, your, your rumblings are okay with me. Cool, um, cool. We have about, you know, a couple more minutes. Daryl, we've okay. talked about so many things. Oh my God, I, I, I think we I could know, go for way longer I feel like than. There, there's a lot more I could cover, but. I know. Oh, we just hit the surface on this. Maybe we'll do yeah. another bonus episode. Sounds good. As long as I don't have to show my face, we're good, man. You guys will get all of me. <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah, I I think this warrants another bonus episode for sure in the cool. near future. Um, Daryl, I I want to end with uh, with one question that I ask all my guests, and that okay. is, uh, what inspires you? Gosh, everything. My God. I mean, I can count. So I'm like a magpie, man. There's <laughs> one thing that pops up. I'd be like, what's that? I have to have my hands on it. You know, but seriously, like I, I, I get inspired by so many. I get inspired by my patients a lot because they come in, they come in sometimes with the most difficult of life circumstances, health conditions, or they've been through a lot of adversity to get to where they're at in life. And they hit a bump and, you know, sometimes they're like, okay, I, I need something. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they come in sometimes through like snowstorms, like literally I have, I have patients that show up during snowstorms, you know, just when I'm ready to quit. And I'm very inspired by them. The fact that they, they show up all the time in life, you know, even when I'm ready to just not show up. I'm, my mom inspires me because my mom's always been my biggest cheerleader mm -hmm. ever since, you know, from the time when I said, I'm going to do this. And she went, are you crazy? Now she's like telling everybody, Hey, I'm her agent. I got cards. <laughs> who wants who wants one of her business cards? You know, uh, my nieces are huge influences, and I, I keep meeting people on Instagram. Which you know, Aaron, obviously for you, I, I met you on Instagram. Was, this is just I have so many friendships in this, this the, the most uncanny places ever. So you know, that's just a few. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of any more. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yes, and I'm so glad, Daryl. Actually, um, Daryl showed up to another episode, um, <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> which was incredible also. I think it was episode 20. Uh, uh, Jennifer, with, man. B yeah, with Jennifer Ide. She was incredible as well. Um, beautiful episode. Go check that out. Daryl was you one should. of the, the most vocal per people in the audience yeah, just being once like, Once you get hey. to know me, I never shut up, okay? This is <laughs> the take-home message. Oh my goodness, it was amazing. Um, and, I, and I so appreciate you, Daryl, for, you know, just just having the, the, the patience and the wisdom and to know that your inspiration lies with the inspiration of others. And I think that's like so useful and so valuable for our time here on this earth together. And well, thank you. I, I, I can't so. wait for your growth and I can't wait for more of you to show up as authentically as you are. Okay, just, just a little disclaimer. Half my personality, I thank to coffee, okay? I've had three <laughs> cups today. I'm ready for my fourth. So for all you who know me, you know I'm a coffee addict. <laughs> coffee is very yang. <laughs> it is. I, I I think maybe that's why my yin. I I don't I don't know what a yin thing is. I'm gonna have cucumber water. I <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, <clears throat> for anybody out there wondering how they can get further a hold of you, Daryl, do you have an email or, or should they just hit you up on Instagram? You know or? what? They can just message me on Instagram. I mean, there's there's a little thing that says you know do, do I decline or accept the uh, you know the the, the message, the follow, but I, yeah. I still, I still, I still check in over there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, you can, you can get me on my website. I have a, a contact, you know, form that you can kind of fill out. I won't collect data. I don't collect anything. It's just, it's more for if you want to know more, if you just want to, you know, just ask, Hey, what does acupuncture do? I mean, I, I answer that. I actually answer most of them unless you try to sell me stuff. Um, unless it's stuff I really want, but I, 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 <laughs> Honestly, for me, the, the, the take home real, the real take home is I really just want to have is open a conversation about acupuncture, what it can do, you know, without, again, the mystery. And obviously I could not delve as much. Obviously we, we are under some time constraint here, but, you know, I just want this to be fun. I want it to be conversational. I don't want this to ever feel like you're walking in. I call, I call it white coat syndrome. When you see a doctor for the first time, you get scared and intimidated. So you don't even want to ask the questions. I want to come across as somebody who's just, um, 
you know, someone on your team. So we're going to work through this problem together. And if it's something that's worth me spending more time with you, it would be great if we could walk on this journey together for a bit longer. And if it isn't, I want to just be someone who will go, Hey, you know what? This isn't quite working out. I want you to go here or here or here, whatever works for you. That's really what I want. I want to facilitate conversation. I want you to be comfortable in your body. And I want you to just really be you just to show up as you for, forget everything else that you've been taught. That's really what I want. Whew. Just take that in everyone. Just take all of that in. I hope you can. Cause I talk real fast. <laughs> oh my goodness. The beautiful Daryl Fang blessing us as always with her wisdom, with her nurturing, with her, despite all that coffee, <laughs> yin restoring side of us that we all have in there. Um, and I, and I hope that in hearing this information and in hearing this podcast today that, you know, you decide to get some help wherever you need it, because it's, yep. we, we can't lift each other up if we are alone. So mm -hmm. this has been a bonus episode of inspiring insights and inspiring it has been oh my goodness Thank i'm like on the verge you. of tears here just like hearing daryl oh I, I love no, it don't do that no, no. I mean, okay, if you want to cry you can but you know oh man if emotion wanna... expressed is good it's good emotion i want to start crying man don't do that <laughs> <laughs> thank you so okay. much everyone for tuning in um you can catch the next episode of inspiring insights on our youtube channel or on our podcast just type into google uh, reawaken co inspiring insights and you'll catch us there either on youtube or our, our spotify or google cast or what have you um, we're also on instagram at reawaken underscore co all right i will leave you folks to it and have a lovely day